All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Two Planker Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schaefer, and today on the show, we have Pete Kukov. And Pete, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I want to start off right, right off the bat because I couldn't find anything in my research. Why are you called egg? Oh, that's a good one. Um, um, it was kind of like the totally Trevor days when we first sort of just started hanging out. And it, there's really this story is like not cool. And then <laughs> the origin of the nickname is nothing special. But um, I think... It was like Spencer Harkins. You know what that, who that is? He works for Pit Viper now, actually. So I, I don't know. I just like brought eggs from Colorado to Utah in a cooler on a trip we were going on to film for a video. And just like one morning, someone started calling me egg as just like a joke, a not funny one. And then it just like stuck. And then like my, like between that, those homies, it just became egg. And then from, from henceforth just like the ski community just started calling me egg yeah and now that's your now that's your instagram yeah and exactly yeah (laughs) nice it used it used to be give me an egg like it that was my instagram forever and then i didn't i just changed it a couple years ago so what is it now because every time i see i see it i pronounce it in my head as exit yeah it's exit Okay, that's what I thought. It doesn't mean anything. It's just short and sweet, I guess, and has egg in it. Yeah. Word. Uh, so what have you been up to this summer? This summer, I've been painting houses. I, I went to Europe for like a month. I went to Europe and Israel for a month in May, which was super fucking sick. Shout out Lion for that um, because we did the team shoot in Switzerland. So I kind of just used that as an excuse to like, after that, my girlfriend and I met up in Spain and then we just cruised around and um, my cousin was getting married in Israel. So we ended up there and it was sick. And then, yeah, I just been working, painting houses. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been all right. Yeah. You know, kind of bored right now with life, but <laughs> I'm excited to start skiing here in a couple months. Yeah. So I was actually, before this, I was actually thinking, you know, how do, how do you open up the podcast? That's always what I wonder in my mind, because there's so many different ways to do it. And I was just, the first question I was going to ask you is, are you Jewish? Because I yeah. saw you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm also Jewish. And I saw, I saw you in Israel and uh, I saw your hair when it grows yeah. out a little bit longer. I'm like, dude, he's totally Jewish. Yeah. Do we open with yeah. that? My nose as well. Definitely helps. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But, uh, I, know I had a bar mitzvah and everything. Just found... <laughs> I don't know. You know, Benny Oz now. Yeah. yeah, did it. yeah. He's also a bar mitzvah as well. Had oh, never, shit. Yeah, up until like a couple months ago, had never met like another like semi-pro or pro skier that had also been like religious Jewish at some point. So I was like pretty hyped on that, honestly. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> awesome. I'm not religious whatsoever anymore, but you yeah. know, it was cool at one point. Cool. Um, yeah, and this this uh, painting company, is that your painting company or are you working for someone? Yeah, so Sam and I started it last year. Um, he's no longer doing it. But yeah, I've just been cranking houses. It's good money. I mean, it's really good money, but 
it's definitely kind of boring. It's not very fulfilling at the moment in my life, but got to yeah. do what you got to do for the time being. Are you just are you just a one man band for that now or? Oh yeah, I'm just solo cranking. Oh my god. <laughs> it gets kind of boring sometimes, but That's it definitely brutal. pays. Honestly, yeah. solo the solo gigs have been paying really well, but yeah, it is what it is at the moment. Word. So yeah. So how old are you now? I turned 26 uh, like five days ago. Six oh, days ago. shit. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you're, you're freshly 26. I was trying to figure out your birthday. Freshly research. That's crazy. So you're from Denver originally. Are you still living in Denver? I'm from – I was actually born in England. Oh. Uh, I lived in London till I was eight years old, and then my family moved to Boulder. Um, so I – I can like I have dual citizenship and everything and like I went to elementary school or whatever for a little bit in England but like I consider myself grow I grew up in Boulder and okay. now and I've lived in Denver for like three years now coming up on three years yeah I grew up in Boulder went to CU and then after CU moved to Denver yeah what was it like growing up in Boulder was it um Cause my, my sister goes to college there now and it's like super blown up with like new tech companies and like the schools obviously humongous. Was it kind of the same way then? It's, it's honestly crazy now. It's like way different every like couple years. It's just different. And I go there, like my parents live there 35, 40 minutes away. So I'm like going there for dinners and whatever. And I just like, every time I drive through, there's like a new building and it's starting to feel like a, a city more, like more so, you know? Yeah. There's not like tall buildings, but like there's a there's a lot of people there, and obviously with this university and everything. Yeah. So before we before we depart from this, so you're originally from England. Mm -hmm. That's wild. What are your parents like English, or were they just working there? Yeah, my mom is English. Yeah, my they met in England. They're from my dad's from the Middle East. My mom was born in England. They met. Actually, I think they met in New York, but like they. They lived in England, had my brother and I in England. Wow. Yeah. That's sick. I did not, I did not expect that. That's pretty interesting. So, um, so what were the early years like growing up in Boulder? What was your home mountain? Like what's kind of uh, the day-to-day -day life of a Boulder kid? So my home mountain was Eldora. Like Eldora is pretty sick now. And it was also sick when I was like eight or nine or 10 years old. And then, after that, they just like until the whole like Woodward wave didn't have a park at all. So like kind of like grew out of that and started going to like bigger places like Keystone and Breck, which like probably would have happened regardless. But um, it, dude, growing up in Boulder is cool and going skiing 30 minutes away. Like that's the closest I've ever lived to skiing. It's like 30 minutes away. There's a bus like basically i just like grew up following my brother around and his friends and just like tried to do whatever they did and um yeah and there's a bus that goes there so my mom would just drop us off at the bus and we just cruise up and then you don't have they didn't have service back then like back then or whatever however long ago it was but you just like my mom would just drop us off we go skiing for the day and be like yeah we're gonna catch the three o'clock bus down and she'd just pick us up what you know she'd just be at the bus stop and like i think when i was like 
10 or 11 or 12, like pretty young, I started just going solo. Like my mom would just drop me off. And I was like some kid in like fifth or sixth grade, just drop me off at the bus stop in Boulder. I'd go skiing all by myself all day long, just doing like 360s off moguls and stuff. They didn't have a park at that point. And yeah, I was just ripping solo around whenever I could on the weekends, obviously. Damn, bro. No crew, no nothing. No crew, dude. Just a young blood. I didn't even have... I like never really had much of a crew till like college, honestly, like in high school, I had some homies like in Boulder and like, you know, you start to meet kids in high school that have similar interests and stuff, but like no one until I was like in college, no one around me was as like, no one else had the, like, all I want to fucking do is ski forever. Like no one had that mentality. Yeah. Damn. And so were you, were you all about park skiing then or were you just stoked to be on the mountain? Yeah. Um, like I said, so like what I, I learned how to ski when I was like two or three, like my parents, it obviously it's like a completely different story living in England. You go to France for like two weeks and that's like your winter. It's like your big holiday vacation. You go for like two weeks, you get like a guide and shit and like, or like my parents would get like a tour guide and like dump dump me in ski school and stuff like French ski school. I cried every day. I'm sure like just I'm in France. No one speaks English just as like a three year old. So until I was eight, that was like skiing for me. I didn't really have like I didn't really like I at that point I didn't I wasn't like I want to ski like this is dope. And then we moved to Colorado and i don't really know probably just like following my sibling around um my my older brother at the time um they actually are non-binary now so they go by they them yeah so i'll start using sibling now just out of respect but um i'm still adjusting because in my memory it's brother at that point yeah so i was following them around and just like i don't really know when it all started, we were just like busting 360s off jumps in the park at that time. I was so like eight or nine years old. They had like an okay park. And then kind of like maybe when I was like 10 or 11, they just like no park until like who like just even a few years ago, they just had no park pretty much till like Woodward started coming in and helping Eldora out. But yeah just like busting on like rental skis, just doing whatever, like following older kids around. And yeah, pretty much did that through middle school. And then in high school, I like met a couple homies and never had any formal like training or whatever, except my sophomore year of high school. I, um, I did a thing called Team Hawks which is like, you know, like Swadberg and Levi and all those kids from Breck. It was in Breck every Saturday. They did that shit. Like, that's why those kids are so good at jumping because they had like a full-time program and I was just like the weekend warrior Saturday kid program. Word. That's yeah. a that's a crazy setup. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're riding alone a lot of the time. Are you going home and watching I mean, like 
ski Not, movies and stuff go ahead yeah all i was doing was watching was new schoolers like i watched every video on like i would just watch every video like you know when like tramp videos were thing and like longboard video like, yeah. i was like such a fucking nerd and i was like the only kid like at boulder high like i had like a bunch of homies but like none of them gave a shit about skiing and i had like one or two or th like maybe like three or four homies in my year that i hung out with that were like into park skiing and like whatever but not like as psycho as i was or at least like maybe at a point when we we're a little younger and then they kind of like started phasing out and i was like i don't know still had the the passion yeah but like yeah it was mostly it wasn't like i was skiing alone like that like my mom would drop me off yeah and i'd go skiing but it was mostly just like following like my sibling and their friends around like all like and just like being that annoying little kid like the the like four-year-old younger kid who's like not necessarily like why the fuck is he here but like i'm just like let me in like let me you know i want to <laughs> follow you guys like i want to do this too because i was as good as they were yeah um, you know, I was almost as good as they were, like, just trying to do what they were doing. Nah, dude, much respect for the younger siblings. I know yeah. there were plenty of my home mountain. It's yeah. it's just what you do. You go to the mountain yeah. together, and, like, you hang out with the older kids, and it's, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Word. So who were you? So you're watching every video online. Was there anyone you were particularly stoked on? Fucking, I don't know what, probably, like, like shoot like high school time like i don't know if i had anything i was stoked on in like middle school i was just watching everything you know and then like high school where you start to develop a little bit of taste kind of just like i definitely like traveling circus came out and i was like this is the shit like i love this you know like i'm like fully obsessed with this kind of shit and like the b and e show and whatever was around in that time i was definitely banging yeah there was some really really good stuff that like that was like the mecca of just like online shit like like there was still movies like obviously there's still movies and like refresh you know was a huge part and like i got to go i lived in boulder same kind of program it's like i lived in boulder and i would just go with my sibling and all of their friends to the premieres because that was like when boulder had all of the ski movie premieres and i was just the little kid at all of those staying in front row trying to get as much swag as possible never yeah. getting anything because i'm tiny yeah. yeah did you catch the uh did you catch the tail end of stepped while they were still there i yeah no i was definitely like there not even the tail end i was like because i was like in boulder and i was still young too young i think i just never i never went to one of their premieres but i heard i think if i was maybe like a year or two older i would have been like there but it was like on the cusp of like you know like going to like a college thing is like a little different yeah yeah because yeah. because there's what from what i've heard were just like parties and lecture halls pretty much yeah like chicks dumping out their tits and stuff like yeah and a nice 13 year old yeah. Freshly bar like knew about that sh like i didn't even know those were i knew about stepped obviously and like obviously like idolized the shit out of them but i never i didn't know those premieres were a thing until like you know 
like breezy went to one of those and it was like damn that sounds sick i wish i was at that because we're the same age yeah word so um so i think you said earlier you went to see boulder mm-hmm. yeah so um did you always want to go there i mean it's right in your hometown some kids like to try to run away from home yeah i mean a ton of my homies from high school went which is like good and bad um but like i i don't know like i'm pretty sure i only applied to like the u montana state and cu and it just felt maybe i wasn't independent enough at the time i just like went to cu and the thing is it's like a completely different like like living in boulder and then going to see you it like didn't feel didn't feel like weird you know what i mean or it didn't feel like i was still it was like a completely different of enough life that i like felt i didn't feel like i was necessarily missing out although i probably was like it probably would have been good but who knows as far as like my ski career maybe it would have been different kind of thing i was yeah. pretty i was pretty like anti going to school like no i don't want it like I'm thankful that I was my parents like they weren't like you absolutely have to but I was like I want to take a year off and like ski like I want to do the ski shit and like thankfully I didn't do that because who knows um because although I don't work in corporate America at right now I'm still like learned a fuck ton from going to college and like as far as just like even running my own business it's like I have the communication skills to like do that thanks college also it was like a great time too so yeah. yeah so did, did you live in the dorms or did you live at home at any point yeah, no, no i lived in the dorms for my first year i i lived i lived like in a house or an apartment um in the summers i would move home just to like save some money but um no i lived like up on the hill I don't know your sister goes there. Yeah, yeah, she was telling me about that. Yeah. It's like you're you're up you're over there and it's like a completely like boulder and like going to see you boulder is like feels like a completely different world honestly. Like from high school and that next year I thought it would be like this like I don't know but it well, it wasn't like it it was different. Like I got to you know what that was the first time I got to ski more than like once or twice a week too so I was just like doing using every opportunity that I could to just catch rides with whoever is like made my schedule just like two days a week stacking up classes. The thing with that too, though, is like living in Boulder or Denver is like people think CU is a ski college or like some people like to think it is no fucking chance. Is it like at all? Like at a minimum, you're an hour and a half away from like Keystone and Breck, which is like the only places I skied in college. Um, rip straight up but adam it's like you're far as fuck away i've never lived close to the mountains ever in my life <laughs> which is yeah. pretty crazy dude i i mean, i've definitely said it on here before but like you go to salt lake city and like if you're not okay like so i came from the east coast and like i went to denver first and then yeah. salt lake salt lake city is what you think Denver is like, you yeah. think that Denver's like right in the mountains, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Skiing's right there. That is not the case at like, all. The, the mountains are close. Like if you're into hiking and mountain biking for sure. Yeah. But like, like, and granted 
like an hour to an hour and a half isn't that bad but like if you ski on the weekends it's like it's not gonna be that long it doesn't <laughs> it. like i just don't ski on the weekends at this point anymore which i'm you know thankfully like i can do that because i my job in the winter is skiing so i can make it that happen but like dude if i was working nine to five in like wanting to live in denver like fuck i'd probably just quit skiing that shit sucks <laughs> that shit's so bad yeah sitting in traffic dude so what what is the school in colorado to go to if you want to ski in college uh, i don't know i mean you can go to cmc in summit but also fuck living in summit that would suck too <laughs> what, what sucks about that i don't know summit is just whack <laughs> Beat, yeah <laughs> like maybe I, like that's the i never lived i so i did live after my freshman year of college i lived in copper for summer i worked at woodward copper like with totally trev and like the port like that was the, like kind of when pork frats started was that summer i think or sometime around that time but that was dope i was like 18 so i was still just like oh what i'll i can live here and just be a counselor for all these little kids and get to ski every day in the summer like i'm in like fuck yeah I'll, i would like never be able to do that now or but you know that shit was dope that but that was the closest i ever lived to skiing back to summit i don't know dude summit just summit's just whack like maybe i just like people like being around more people and like my homies that i have here that like aren't skiers or like i don't know just just the vibe up there is not my it's not my scene necessarily yeah word so um you so you mentioned totally trevor could oh, you yeah. go on so how did you meet him because i remember it was so weird because i remember watching those videos in high school and then you know, the, the series stopped. And then I just like, didn't even think about that, that series for years. And it was only like three months ago that I, that I thought of it, uh, like thought of it again and looked him up on Instagram. That's like, yeah. Sometimes there's kids that like, maybe not or like it's ha happened a handful of times within the past few years when like strictly is like pretty big in ski world. And like kids have come up to me and been like, dude, like pork fat is what got me into skiing. And I'm like, yo, that's so sick. Cause like, I don't think about that anymore and it's like that's really dope because poor like that all that shit is just like having fun and like making a joke out of anything you possibly could and not taking skiing or anything seriously for that matter and like that's like that's why people got into it is because i don't know yeah I, so so what is that word that you're saying pork pork fret pork fret yeah I don't, I don't know how that started that was a trevor thing so the two words are pork and fret correct yeah. like fraternity yeah okay cool i just want to make sure i got that right so so you want to give the background on that because i've i've only heard of totally trevor i have no clue what you're talking oh, about with that you don't know what pork fret is dude what the fuck <laughs> you gotta do some research right now yeah. basically you know what totally trevor like like how old are you 24. No. So, okay. So totally Trevor was totally Trevor. Do you know, you know enough about that? Yeah, or, totally. Pork frat was just the same shit, but he just didn't want it to be totally Trevor anymore. Cause then there, cause it was like a bunch of heads. Like it was more than just like 
him filming homies it like became him filming homies but like more of like a group vibe and he just didn't want only he didn't want like just his name on it you know yeah like more inclusive in the name so yeah word so it just turned into like a a group version of totally trevor and it was like the cu kids of like the fuck around skiers at cu basically like you know tanner matau um i i would i would have to look him up young carve is his instagram okay i think i'd recognize that yeah. he works for vocal now but like he still gets to ski a bunch but he like him evan for bear i don't know and no Trevor, this isn't ringing a bell no i'm looking at this um i'm on this new schoolers interview right now pork frat interview i'm looking at like the list of heads oh go watch fucking pork frat the movie like right now <laughs> bro after this episode go pork watch pork frat the edit and you're gonna be like how did i miss out on this shit <laughs> it's fine trevor's an interesting person for sure and he made some some sick shit that people were really hyped on honestly like yeah, some yeah. of those videos have more plays than the strictly films do <laughs> that's straight crazy, up bro. oh yeah that was a different time but like still like kids were loving that shit like i would be just out in out in boulder like all the time you know like yo it's people from portrait like <laughs> you know shit bro okay this is wild i actually have never heard of pork frat at all but i mean clearly i missed i missed out on this because it's got sixty three thousand views on just on new schoolers which what, what uh, the- uh, pork frat the edit yeah yeah. There's a video of, I don't know if it's a glitch or what, but there's a video of Tanner and I just skiing at my high school. We were in college, but my high school is right there, Boulder High. And it has like 500,000 plays on new scores. But it might have been like a some sort of glitch. Who knows, though? Like, yeah. That's wild. Okay, so. Nowadays, who, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely playing that the second I get off this. How did you, how did you meet all these guys? Just see you. So yeah. Trevor was like around, like he went to see you for like seven fucking years. I don't know how or what, but like he's, I was 18 and he was like 25 or something, you know, he was just like milking it. Um, and so Calvin Schwadron is just like a homie who's my brother's age and they grew up together, good friends and they calvin and trevor like became homies and then like i don't know it just kind of all was just like oh you're into skiing a little bit differently like we all like see you like just see you just you go to keystone and like you see everyone you know you like know everyone like that's what it was back in the day that was like the the chill at like the best fucking place to be was keystone a51 like uh, on a Friday through a Sunday and you would, you, you could go skiing solo and you'd be skiing in an hour. You'd be skiing with like 10 different people. Like you didn't need to hit anyone up. Like, yo, you go and skiing. Like there was always just a gang of fucking people there. Dude, that sounds like a dream yeah. setup. They used to be like my home mountain when I was yeah, growing up, yeah. like, you just show up and then you just cruise with whoever's there. Yeah. The best shit. That's awesome. And you said you said RIP Keystone's dead for the park now, right? Oh yeah. I mean they have a park, but like 
I don't think there's much. It's just like the culture there is dead. Like the park isn't as sick. Like that was, that was like for my skiing and whatever, just, that was just where it was for sure. Yeah. So good. That's so tight. Hopper is dope too, but just like Keystone just had the flow. Like every feature was just right in the perfect spot to come at it from any different angle. And just like the homies having a couple beers so good the Dude, good old days crazy setup the good, the good old fucking days for sure yeah were you um at that point had you had you decided hey i want to be a professional skier or were you just doing the oh yeah i'm gonna be a weekend warrior and now i'm having a great time in college well i got to college and i just immediately was like all right my winter schedule is gonna be like only tuesday thursdays or only monday wednesday friday and it was i did that I mean, I even, I even got so like down with it. Like it wasn't honestly is even in the, even in fall semester, I was like, ended up kind of just doing that shit just because it was nice. I wasn't like taking any less credits. I was just fucking stacking my shit up and taking, you know, just having like long ass days, Tuesday, Thursday, and just being like, all right, as long as I like, didn't really care about school, I did fine. You know, like I passed, i ended up in three point somethings like overall college like maybe I had like a three four then so like I did good enough but like I all I cared about was like skiing so if I was skiing on Tuesdays and Thursdays no matter what I was doing it meant that all right tomorrow I get to ski no matter like either I get to ski or like I don't know whatever but I made it I made sure I was going skiing any fucking chance I could any day and I don't know where it was like, I want to be a pro. Like my, like, I like think about this now because now I'm a pro skier and I'm like, all right, like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Honestly, like it's dope. I like made some childhood dreams come true for sure. Like little Pete Grom dreams, but like, you know, like I'm 26 and I'm a pro skier in quotations for the listeners. Like, I don't know. I don't even, I'm still like trying to wrap my head around what that means. Like, I'm really thankful for the opportunities and like, but like, you got to be doing something else. Like you got to be grinding one way or another, not skiing to make it so that you, you can ski in the winter and like keep that kind of lifestyle going. And I don't, I don't know. I, I definitely like, do it differently or like at least like was strictly like sam calvin and i or whatever like we all live in denver and we just like go ski street in other places and like ski in the winter because we like it but it's hard man like it it's like what i always wanted but you know sitting in this chair now it's not it's hard for sure <laughs> not make that much money and just like keep doing this shit because you love it which is like if you really love it, you want to keep doing it. But like when you, you're an adult, it's like, I'm an adult now. I got shit to pay for. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it. we're definitely jumping, we're, we're jumping way ahead. Yeah. But it's like, it's better that you pers- you're pursuing this and doing it now when yeah. you don't have like, like a wife and kids or just a family in general versus when you're 40 and you're like dude i wish i did that so bad i've been working and, a job i hate blah 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 and i i tell myself that and i'm really think like i have 
a lot of opportunity, like opportunity that a ton of people wish they could have to be able to ski all winter long and like have sponsors that back them and pay them, you know, like that's amazing. Like, and we created strictly and that allowed us to like get funding for more shit and like be able to do all sorts of shit. And we did a lot of dope stuff like, um, but yeah. And I'm, I'm super thankful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, the, the, the lifespan on it, it's not sustainable. I can't do it forever. I, I can't do it much longer. And I don't know, we're all, it's all looking a little bit different for everyone coming next winter, but I guess we're, we're getting there later too, huh? Yeah, definitely. So we're going to put a pin in that for now. Cause I definitely want to talk about the money aspect of, of the movies and everything in a little bit, but, um, how, and I just want I've been reading all these different sources, listening to all your different stuff. I just need the strictly origins story set in stone because it seemed like it was two crews like converging and then turning into something different. And I'm sure, and you like, you could just give the breakdown for us. What do you mean turning into something different? Like, well, like just in terms of who's filming and who's doing right. the production. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to just go like year by year? Yeah. Yeah. That would be the easiest way to kind of okay. help everyone wrap their minds. Yeah, around yeah. That's, that's probably the easiest way for me to do it too. Mm. So year, we're going to say year zero is strictly business and banged up. That's not strictly at all. And like the name strictly, that's just set that aside for now. We just, Andrew Mildenberger was like, I'm going to film a ski movie. And I met him at a party. Like, so I knew Levi and like, you know, strictly business. Like, I don't know. I don't want to go into depth because there's just a lot, but like Andrew Mildenberger filmed, produced everything that movie with some help from the homie Jackie Pep too. But and that wasn't um, that wasn't just a street movie for the people that know what you do. No, that was I'm like the only, everything. I'm the only one. Levi has like a street clip in the intro or something, but mm-hmm. I'm the only one with the street part. Everything else is pow or a park shoot. Yep. Um, so that's that and banged up simultaneously. I also filmed a little bit for banged up as well because I just got on gibberish and like those guys were like coming down from summit and like filming in Denver a lot. So I was like getting my foot in with them and like doing this thing with Andrew. And then, so that was that we did the premiere together, which was super sick, like line that all up. Cause we were all like Colorado homies, not necessarily from all over, but like we all knew each other, but it was just like, all right, banged up is like this gibberish thing. And strictly business is just Andrew Mildenberger wanting to like films the homies. Basically I met him. I met him like that November, just at like a party. He was like, yo, like I fuck with your skiing. Like I want to make a, a movie, a ski movie this year. I was like, I'm in dude. Fuck yeah. And I would just like started skiing some street with them. And it was like pretty much just the two of us, like just hitting whatever in Boulder. Yeah. So that's year zero. That's, that's like the lane that you're in was with Andrew (laughs) filming the movie called strictly business, which is fire movie. And then at the same time running parallel to that is banged up. So could you give a little bit more background about banged up? Banged up is like Sam and Calvin's baby. Um, 
with like Seamus is in it. Scrappy and I share a segment. Um, Mikey Caps, but it was like gibberish. Gave him like a couple hundred bucks, basically. It, like it wasn't like a. It was just like they're just into skiing. Like Calvin had be, been filming Street for a few years, and like they just got into skiing Street the year a year or two before, like seventy thirty. So they'd been like doing it together, and then like banged up, just like was a hit, and like it just went hard as fuck. And so we premiered those together. That's like year zero, and then come year one is like essentially it hadn't really been decided until like halfway through the winter, but it was like what was happening with all this footage, but Andrew, so this is welcome. So just like picture welcome while it like Andrew is goes and films all these pal kids. Gavin Rudy comes and films all of us, all the street homies. So it was like wasn't really till like middle of the year till it was like all right we're gonna just make one movie with this like it was inevitable that was that was happening but like it's kind of like a weird there was like some tensions not between like people not liking anyone but just like oh like as far as like the strictly business crew being like oh we wanted it to be like only colorado kids or like i just like kind it's of like being artistic a vision bit, artistic vision but like maybe a little i'm not going to say names or whatever but like a little bit gatekeepy and it was like all right calvin like obviously i was still involved like i was in the first one like calvin can be in it like we know calvin really well but it was and then there was this like i don't know about like sam or whatever it's like like sam is like the best fucking is like without sam you know like what won't you know what the fuck are we doing kind of thing and so we just like we're pushing that like whatever still like filming at the same times but like didn't really have a project vision but we had um gavin filming us in the street havy at havy you know alex havy he actually filmed us on a trip before we had made any decisions and then like after that it was like all right we're gonna like make a movie together with everyone the strictly business and the banged up crew and like we did a park shoot all together and like it was dope like gavin filmed all the street andrew filmed all the pal like a little bit of street when he was in town not traveling like when he could and so that's year one is like welcome is like strictly's year one okay word so, yeah then then we've got bermuda same formula Gavin is just like on board with the street. Just like Gavin, like I've known Gavin also since I was like 18, like Gavin and I have known each other forever. Um, and that was like, got same exact formula. Gavin films us in the streets. Andrew's filming the boys and the pal. And then Bermuda, that's like, there's not really much to that. And then the year after that, year three i guess you could call it is when we split up into three different projects and that was like that was kind of like gavin being like i want to do a swadberg project it ended up like turning into all sorts of different stuff but he like he like sat us down kind of came to us he was like i'm not gonna film with you guys essentially this year and like there's a little bit more to that too like we spent, I love Gavin. I still do. There's no 
beef or anything, but we spent so much time together over welcome and Bermuda, like all of us that like, we just have different personalities. Like everyone's on their own different wavelength. Like it gets to be a lot for everyone. And so we kind of, so Gavin was like, I needed, maybe you just needed a break, but also wanted to do something different and film Swadberg and like document his winter essentially with whoever else was in the mix, but like just be with Ethan all year. So he came up to us and he was like, I want to do this. And we were honestly like, all right, like we've, we've kind of wanted to make an all street film since banged up again anyway. So it was like, okay. And then how do we involve Drew? So we're like, all right, Drew, why don't you just make a short pal film? Why don't we, as in Sam and Calvin and I film direct and produce an all street film without a filmer. Um, and Gavin did his thing with Swadberg and made August Light. So it was wild card was Andrew's project. Like he killed that shit. That's like the best skiing that's ever been. Like the filming of that movie is so unreal. And then we filmed most gutter. Mostly like I say we as in like Sam and Calvin like filmed. Like I helped film, but I like produced a lot. Like we got our own funding. Like we we did that shit. <laughs> You know, obviously with the help of all the other skiers, Shamo and Kerr as well. But like the three of us like put in the work and and basically edited that. Andrew, Andrew buttered it the fuck up for sure. Like it wouldn't look like what it does without him. But like we storyboarded that whole film and like did as got it as far as we could to where like Drew came in and did the sounds, like some timing and the colors and stuff. Um yeah. And now we've got the movie that we filmed this past winter coming out this fall, which is, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I can say whatever the fuck I want about it, but like it's, it's one film or like, you know, it's just back. So Gavin, Gavin didn't work with us this year. He did his own, like he wasn't filming skiing or he didn't want to film. Like he didn't want to dedicate his winter. So like, we as in sam calvin and i like did the street side of things and drew did the pal side of things and andrew's gonna edit it into one film jesus christ that is a lot of moving parts for one that's that's a lot to unpack i mean it probably sounds like that i am i rambling i feel like no 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 that makes that makes perfect sense especially broken up into the different years yeah it, it definitely helped to do different years but yeah most gutter was the three separate and now this coming year, this coming, whenever it comes out, November, we do have our premiere date for people that care, October 21st at the Boulder Theater. It hasn't been announced yet, but whatever. And I, it doesn't, we're not, we're not saving the announcement for anything. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have a name for the new movie? Can that be released? Uh, we do have a name. When's this coming out? Uh, when, whenever we want. I just want it to be before the movie comes out. So we got tons of time. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna run. This is what you do. You could say it, and then if it's too far into, if it's the the premiere is still too far in the distance, we'll bleep it. It's gonna be called delete. Delete. Yeah. Nice. All but right. Let's, let's maybe hold off. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll hold off on it. I'll definitely. I'm uh, sure. Honestly, within the next like couple weeks, if we don't have a trailer out anyway, we're fucking botching it. So. Yeah. Hopefully, within the next little bit, we've got a trailer. So yeah. this, this that, won't drop till September anyways. Yeah, whatever. 
Oh, uh, we're chilling then. September. Yeah. All right, yeah. The movie is called going to be called Delete. Fuck yeah! All right, sick. So, I mean, there's so many movies to unpack. We obviously can't dedicate the time to yeah. talk about all of them. But the thing I noticed about all the movies is that the production quality is so so great from the very first movie. And does it feel like when you guys are filming? Does it feel like, oh, like there's a lot of attention being paid to the filming side of this? Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. So what's that like? Like what's the vibe like at the shoot? So like nowadays, Calvin, I actually so I was pretty hurt this year. I didn't get to ski much. I I only have a handful of clips, and they're all pretty, pretty B side clips. But so I filmed. This year, I, like, filmed a ton. Like, a bunch of the street fisheye stuff is me, which I'm super proud of and, like, super – obviously, I was bummed I wasn't skiing that much, but I – it was nice to, like, fall into that realm a little heavier than I had in the past and, like, actually be like, oh, damn, like, I can film actually pretty fucking well. <laughs> but um, what it looks like is, like, Sam Calvin and I – like thinking very heavily into what, how we're going to film this and from where and with what lenses and whatever, like we all, it's all from Gavin basically like breeding Sam and Calvin into like really talented filmers. Um, and then just kind of like it, all of us like having a vision and like, like they know the cameras a little bit more and, but I've definitely got the vision like between the three of us, we just like, we have some arguments for sure, but we like, we talk a lot. We discuss, like we'll find a spot that, and like say we know we're going to hit it or whatever, like until we're hitting it, we'll talk about exact, like even when we're not there, like we'll talk where this is going to film from, like who's going to do what, like it's pretty like it for us, it doesn't feel like very legit i guess because we've just been like doing it and we're just to us we're just like filming skiing and it's cold and sometimes it's fucking sucks for sure um but like i bet from just like an outsider's perspective it probably feels or looks pretty pretty fucking legit i guess <laughs> oh my god yeah it just just all the movies have and i think so and that's definitely i just want to give credit to like andrew and drew from like the post post-production perspective as well as like obviously they are lacing shit up and just kind of like breeding us into all not only being skiers but also like not even just filmers as well like directors producers like you know we kind of like like being a producer like i kind of like taught I don't call myself necessarily that, but like kind of just like you learn how to like talk to companies and like literally produce a film. Like, how is this going to like make it happen? Like bring it from nothing to something. And like, like, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. No, you totally so, are in that title. I, of I was like more into that and like directing, like, like really thinking about it without even like the camera in mind. Like, how is this going to look like? in the film or what's going to happen next kind of thing. Um, well, that's, a, that's the part that really blows my mind is the directing and the storyboarding. Cause it's not like it's, a script, you know, you have scripted 
which is you could plan everything down to exactly what people are saying and doing. Then you have unscripted, which is like, okay, maybe you have a general framework for how shots, how shots go. And, you know, if say, like I've worked on a sports documentary before, it's like, you just have the cameras always running and you just hope that you get the shot when something crazy happens. But with this, it's like, you guys are banking on landing a trick at a spot where you're able to film until you get the trick, you know? So like that, that process, or you don't get to film the trick. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you get, like you get kicked out. It's a bust. Somebody gets hurt and can't even film the rest of everything else had planned. So, I mean, is that, is that pressure really weighing on you guys when you're trying to make a movie or, or do you still try to keep it a little bit lighthearted? Like, for some people, yes. Like, for some people, no. Like, and it's at different times, yes. And it's just, it kind of is like a depending on the vibe kind of thing. Like, are we doing well this week? Have we been getting shots? Like, oh, we just got kicked out. Like, that sucks, whatever. Like, are we not doing well? Like, is everyone bummed and cold and missing their girlfriends and like being like, what the fuck are we doing in the middle of? north dakota and it's fucking so cold yeah for sure like um there's there yeah there's been points where we've felt like we've been in a lot under a lot of pressure me like more like me like gavin too like i don't know we just handle that those kinds of things definitely differently and like you know i was taking skiing pretty seriously at a point and like it would stress me out for sure but then there's also just like a bunch of highs to it as well that you get out of it. And I don't know, like it's weird. It's a weird roller coaster film and street for sure. Totally. And I, and I totally understand the vibe. Like what's all this for anyways, you know, you're not making a ton of money. You're putting a ton, like you're risking a ton, but you got to look at stepped and what they transition to. Yeah. And like, even the, even Nick Martini and, and, interviews he's saying he's working out with ella in la and it starts raining and everyone who's who like came up in the film world is being soft as hell because they've never filmed in the bitter cold and they don't know it's like you know trespassing and trying to make a movie so it's like all this stuff is great is great training if you want to make a career in like in like big money productions you know yeah which is definitely something that we've talked about and like i'm I'm hoping to go that route in a couple of years, at least with Andrew and whoever, and just start building something production wise outside of skiing. And also maybe with skiing as well, would be cool to, to stay on that path, like sometimes, but try to make some more money outside of it too. Um, so let's hear a little bit more about like the, the training process. Cause you said that Gavin, really like helped you guys get your filming on point what was that like yeah so i feel like when we filmed welcome sam was like in and out of being hurt a lot so and sam was always like into the filming too like because banged up was like sam and calvin filming or whatever but that was just like no settings you know just pointing the camera and just like hopefully you get lucky like you know but learning as you go and then like welcome it's like oh okay we've got some nicer gear and like we're actually traveling with a filmer who can like 
when at the right spots and when right place, right time can help, like can do whoever's filming the B angle also is like putting in some like serious skill as well as just like, you know, it's a, it's not just a, a lock off, which like for me, I was like filming lock offs a lot, but like Calvin and Calvin or Sam, like if they weren't doing some, something else running the winch or whatever, or skiing, you know, they were filming the B angle, which is like, Gavin would film every a, a angle, but one of them is like filming an angle that is just as valuable, you know, and like just as important to have. Cause we always, you know, you watch our films, there's always at least another angle in most clips, you know, if it needs it. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of just like Gavin kind of just showing Sam the ropes while he's hurt and on and off the court and Calvin as well. And then just like, we were just like, all right, well, we have to film most gutter without a filmer. Can we do this? And it was like, yeah, we're going to do this. And honestly, it was great. Like it, it, it's a different vibe than what Gavin does not saying that it's better, but it was different. We wanted like everything is filmed how we wanted to see it as opposed to like, sometimes we would butt heads with Gavin or like one of us would be like, Oh, I want to film from here or whatever. And like, you just trusted Gavin. So you're like, all right, we're going to go with your vision most of the time. Whereas here it was like more, I, I want to say more of a collective at spots of like, all right, how are we going to film this? Um, as in, even though there's one person holding the camera, but like, how are we going to film this? And like, how are we going to like, complete our vision and like how is most gutter going to be like our vision completely yeah and that's i mean i think it's definitely different when like the riders are taking the taking the reins for the production versus you know there's a dedicated filmer and editor like there's definitely two different two completely different mindsets for that for that setup and i mean you mentioned that there's like some infighting but like that just shows that you know that you guys give a fuck yeah. You know, like if it, there's no arguing, then it's just like nobody cares. Too much of a fuck at some points, like <laughs> like serious, serious heated, heated arguments, like, you know, but it, it ends up being like the second someone gets the clip, it's like that argument never even mattered because everyone's just hyped anyway, you know? Yeah. God damn, bro. Um, that's crazy. So let's talk about, uh, <clears throat> Let's talk about like some of the, the financial drama with, with most gutter. Cause I don't, I didn't see this firsthand, but I heard there was like, um, not heard like read or just like heard in a podcast, not like from somebody heard that there was like drama with you guys getting funding for Dude, a project. Is this from the level one pro podcast? That was probably, yeah, that was probably where I heard it. Cause I think it was spoken rather than read. I don't know. I don't know someone said to Connor at level one, like, I don't know if it was directed at most gutter. I think it might've been directed at me. Like, Oh, why is like Pete getting money? Like, why are like, I don't know, which is like, you know, pretty might be valid for some, from some people's perspective. Like I'm not that good of a skier. Like I'm just have a vision. I feel like, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not like, I don't like take that personally, but maybe it was also just like, Oh, these kids are getting all this money to film most gutter or, or all the films. Like 
all the films had a pretty similar budget. I think we might like that year we might have had the most, but I mean, it, we didn't like, I'm not going to say numbers, but like we only got a couple grand at the end of all that each, like maybe, <laughs> I don't even really honestly know like how much money, but it's not like we were, we were getting fucking paid. It's like, yeah, we, we had the money to make a movie and that's about it. And like, it sucks that like, whoever was saying that it sucks that like us getting just a little bit more, like they probably have got a little bit to make whatever film they were making us making just a little bit more from these companies, like drop in the bucket budgets is like enough of a difference to be mad about it. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it sucks that skiing is like that. And we like, whatever project that person was working on, they weren't probably weren't getting funded enough. So they're like, why are these guys getting funded so much kind of thing? And it's like, well, we're not first off. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you're not either second off. And yeah, skiing is whack. <laughs> and dude, and honestly, who cares? They, yeah no like, i don't know i don't yeah. know what that that might have been like blown away i i don't know what was said or who actually i think i might know who said it but i don't know like i don't know what was exactly was said and i don't think yeah you're right who cares but also however they said it they probably didn't mean it however we're talking about it right it got now translated like, yeah. They, yeah you know it, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like taking one comment from the comment section and being like, oh, everyone's saying this. It's like, no, nah, that's like yeah. one dude saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, these companies aren't handing out budgets based on, like, who they, like, it's not like, it's the same thing with judging. It's the same thing with anything. It's not like they're they're the truth and it's a verifiable judgment no. that this crew's better mm-hmm. than the other. It's just better salesmanship on, yeah. on the crew's part we they see what we did and they want to invest in it and that's what they did and it's like i'm not gonna like sugarcoat any like we were we were doing the right thing to be getting you know strictly is doing the right thing to be getting some budget from sponsors like you know yeah it's not like the these companies aren't looking at every single skier in the game and saying oh pete kukov is better than yeah. This other person, he gets the money. That other person doesn't. That's just like not how it, like any yeah. business works pretty much. And I'm like a good, we're all good businessmen. I'm a good businessman. Like I, I hold relationships with my sponsors and I talk to them and their family. And like, I know how to, I know how to, like, I have a brand, like I am a brand and I know how to market that. And like, you need to have that to be a professional skier unless you're like really that fucking good you need that like unless you're good enough to just be a good skier and you get a manager or whatever and red bull and whatever you need to do that like like someone like me if i wasn't good at talking to people and like a good person and good at marketing myself like I don't know if my ski talent alone would have got me there. Yeah. You know, it's, e- it's either you have an agent 
or you're your own agent, regardless of the skill level. Yeah, and I don't make enough money to have an agent. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know. Like maybe if I hired an agent and they like really fucking killed it, then giving them 10% would probably be worth it. But like, who knows? Like, I don't know. I, I don't like the position I'm in. I don't think an, at this point in my life at 26 years old, I don't think an agent could do any better than what I'm doing just based on like what I, my skiing and whatnot, you know, like I'm not going to get a Red Bull contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's also for someone in your position who, you know, you're not going to be commentating X games one day. You're learning, you're learning more valuable life skills being your own agent than you ever would giving an agent a cut of whatever, whatever you're making yeah. off of skiing. I'm, I've like thought about like agents are kind of like sleazy people, but I've like thought about being like, I'd be a pretty fucking good agent. Like I wouldn't mind giving that a shot here in the next little bit, you know, and like trying that out. I don't know how, where to start. It's like, I went to school for communications. Like I've been a professional athlete. I am one. I know, I know how this shit works. It would yeah. be, it would, I think I'd be good at it, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Well, I, so I went to, uh, I went to grad school for sports management and we briefly touched on being an agent and this is for high level stuff, but a lot of them have a law background. So I would think the process would be similar to like going into law. Like you'd be an associate, you'd see how it works, but you're seeing, you're already seeing how it works on the side that's important, like on the athlete side. You know, the only thing that would be better is if you had that corporate experience where you're handing out the money. Right. And you have like the, like, I've learned so much shit just since I graduated. I've learned so much just general and like shit about being an adult, I guess, like through skiing that like, if I just went into like an entry level, like corporate job, just like doing what people tell me to do, like, I would not have like. The only thing is like, I don't have, like, I have skills. I th I would like to think like, just like a bunch, like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say, but just like street knowledge, life skills. Like I have a painting business and it's successful and like, I'm doing good, but that's not like a resume builder necessarily, or like the ski shit is not necessarily a resume build as opposed to like, all right, you graduate college, you you do your entry level and then you go to the next phase where you get paid this much more this year. And then now you're this and like, Oh no, you're a manager. Like, good for you. Like, you know, dude, I, I don't know. I think that, I think what you're learning is way more impressive than yeah. someone who went from an unpaid internship to an entry level job to a mid mid-level management. Like right. that's not you have more legitimate business experience, but, like, but it's more entrepreneurial. Right. And I guess I've like kind of decided my own, my own head that I, I'd be happy to sit down at a desk and work like nine to five, but it's got to be for my own thing. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely, dude. We, I was just, I don't know what order these episodes are going to come out in, but I was, I, I did, I recorded an episode with Dave, David Lesh. And he's saying once you, and I think it was a uh, Mike Jaquit. Anyone that's had that experience of being their own boss, yeah. Once you have it, it's like the hardest thing ever to Fair ever enough. go back. I paint houses, and yeah, it's not like a beautiful thing, but like 
I get to do it whenever the fuck I want. Like yeah. today I didn't work and I went on a mountain bike ride in the morning and then my girlfriend actually just bought a house. So we like went and painted there for a little bit, like painted some shit that she needed painted. And there's like, I don't, I can do anything I want. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, yeah, I want to make money too. And I make good money doing it, but it's like, it's super nice just not having restrictions on on life literally like you have a nine to five you are restricted from nine to five monday through friday or more likely more just because of emails exactly and then you live in denver what do you do you just get drunk and then you try to go skiing or you try to do something in the summer and there's just traffic so you know (laughs) but then again that for some people and like you know it's a good thing so yeah exactly you know, always a million different ways to look at this shit and i'm still figuring that out for myself too yeah could you spit some game for the people that are trying to get budget for their uh movies like what's the um yeah because because time whenever money's involved timing is incredibly important because it, you can't just be like hey next week we're filming can you give us money unless unless you're talking about a, you a very small sum of money small, like most brands are looking and like, like right now it's August. It's maybe a little early, like September, October is when they are like sitting down and talking about budgets and stuff. Um, but we've been like getting sponsors in January before for the film. Like we, you know. So you get, so getting them in January for like, what is the start date like, for production? Like, huh? So, so for like the discussion about like the timeline, so like when does filming start for the project in this filming, hypothetical filming for us was if it snows in denver we don't we don't go on a, a trip until new year's okay, if it so snows like- in denver and you're hungry you we we're hitting spots and like trying to get shit done but only in colorado or close boulder denver whatever And then like once January 1st hits, it's like, all right, you got to like nurse your hangover on the second. And then like, we usually just would go somewhere like the first week of January, like wherever there was snow and then go for two weeks, come back, ski a little bit, just go again. Like, all right, there's snow here. Go like, that was it pretty much. Yeah. So, so basically what you're saying is these guys, you're, you're, Basically, you, you, have, you have a project starting Q1 and everyone's setting their budgets Q4. So you want to get yeah. in during Q4. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's how September, works. October. Yeah. I mean, to spit knowledge, it's like if you, you got to make an, like, we always did like nice pitch decks. Like, so you know, yeah, what like, does that consist of? Cause a lot of people always bring up these yeah, pitch decks. For us, it was like what we're all about, like, like we do sick premieres like people are hyped like view counts instagram counts like who's going to be in this film and their instagram stats like whatever like i don't know like like what basically like starts like what we're all about who's going to be in it it's probably like 10 slides i don't think you want to do any more than that like with you got to have dope photos and like you know, there's definitely some reading to be done, but you don't want it to be crazy. And then like a support page, 
which is like tier three. If you want to sponsor our film, you'll get this, this, and this for this lowest amount of money. Tier two, you'll get this much more for this much more money. Tier three, you'll be the presenting sponsor. You, the most, like whoever is the most amount of money and wants to be the presenting sponsor, you'll be the presenting sponsor and you'll get this much shit. Photos, Instagram posts, tags, blah, 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 you name it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I do that for myself as well. So like I, my, like, you know, line, for example, I have my own like um, assets to give them as Pete Kukov, but they also sponsor Strictly that has its own assets as well that are like, it's like separate, that are separate. So like I get money from line, but Strictly also gets money for line for me to be in the film and Kerr and whoever else, if line shows up um, based on like, whatever assets strictly is going to give them and then you know whatever like instagram shit for my personal and going on trips and blah 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 mm. and who are you reaching out to like like who, so you make the pitch deck who do you even give it to everyone everyone that'll look at it <laughs> every no, no and and everyone that won't yeah. um like who how do we contact like let's get car, how do we contact carhartt like send them and like literally trying to send as many non-ski brand emails as fucking possible too from whatever contacts we could get from whoever we know in those fields but yeah i mean as far as ski sponsors it's like or as it starts with just like all right calvin is on like who's who's sponsored by what and then sending those out that's like the first like given it's like these kids are these people are already sponsored like let they're going to be in this film that's going to get this many views so this company will hopefully want to sponsor the film as well you know um that's so, where it starts and then it's just like however whoever we can get involved and it's like that that's like a rare thing i don't even know that never that probably never even happened where we just like got a sponsor that someone wasn't already on kind of thing like spider kind of but that was like i don't know the what? How do you guys go about it with like you and Sam, for example, you'll have to, Calvin will have to forgive me. Cause I don't know what skis he rides, but you're online, Sam's on J skis and you guys are both sending those companies a pitch deck and they both sell the same product. How do you guys navigate that? We, they, they either want in or not. There's no, we had, so Icelandic sponsored, that's Calvin sponsored. It's like okay, yeah. RMU, Icelandic line j skis i don't know if there's any other ski brands but forever all four of those companies have sponsored our films in one way all the same at stuff at least for the past so i guess bermuda is like the main one where it was a collective so like the most gutter year in august light and wild card everyone had their own lanes of of sponsors you know um so that was like a little different, even though Icelandic line and Jay sponsored most gutter. It's like, I don't know. I think it's just like their skis are in the film. We're in the film. Their logos in the film. That's what they want. I don't think it necessarily combats it. It's 
I, it must just come down to who's skiing on the skis then for them. It's like, yeah. All right, Sam, I, Sam's in this film. I don't care that breezy is selling Icelandics on this film. I want to be a part of this. Like they just wanted to be a part of something. Cause I mean, like, I don't know. No, it makes sense. Totally makes sense. They just want to be be a part of the project. It doesn't matter if somebody's selling selling a similar product that's also part of it. Uh, who's who's usually the one approving when you guys get the go ahead? Like, okay, we're gonna give you money. Who's usually communicating that? Is that their marketing director or team manager? Yeah, yeah TM marketing, whoever we get the contact for. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you know we've had meetings with like, um more than just like the tm because someone's got to like give the go ahead above them it's like at line it's like you know we talked to connor who's like now he's higher up for sure but like at one point he was like the tm and then there's like steven who's above him and then they have to go to like k2 to you know figure out like where any of this money can go kind of thing like i don't know I don't really know how that's beyond just like, yeah, we're going to give you some money kind of thing goes on yeah. there. I mean, well, I was saying like that, that experience, like if, you, if we're building the, the Pete Kukov agent, you got the, you got the athlete side. And if you had yeah. the corporate side, it'd yeah. be a well-oiled machine. Well, that's what I'm talking like produce. This is like when it comes to like producing these films, it's like Sam and I like produced most gutter as in like we, talk to all the sponsors and like plan that shit out and like how is this going to work kind of things obviously calvin too but like sam and i were the ones emailing everyone and before that it was mostly andrew like andrew's the backbone of strictly like 100 percent. like he's mm. he's like he's like overall arching except for skiing like the best at all this shit when it comes down to it and yeah, so he's at the. He, he just kind of started it out. It's like we filmed strictly business, and the next year was welcome. Like I didn't know, like I didn't know you sent pitch decks to sponsors to get money. Like I didn't know about any of this shit. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is we can get money. Like what? Like I didn't fucking know. Like, <laughs> Do you guys have I any uh, any uh, non endemic sponsors? Anybody outside the ski ski community sponsoring you guys? um i don't think so i'm hoping to next winter personally but i don't think strictly had ever had i don't think we ever had anything that wasn't like somebody's in the movie ski sponsor mm-hmm. yeah i like, mean it's ski, like i just mean not ski spot like sponsor yeah, like, yeah oh so it's all so it's the the people sponsoring the movies for your guys set up right now is your per the athlete sponsors that are also yeah. chipping into strictly exactly yeah yeah um yeah because that's like why would why would someone sponsor us if someone in if no one in the film is on you know yeah it's on or, their, you know product. so like no one in the film is on fucking solomon skis so why would solomon be sponsoring the film oh well like even looking looking bigger like <laughs> nobody is personally sponsored by toyota 
right okay. but toyota you. might want to yeah, support a project did, like that he did reaching out on that level for sure a lot of it and never like yeah. like you it we really like i don't know how it would have worked but like you know we reached out to monster and stuff but like no one is on monster so yeah. can they sponsor a film with no one on i don't know but like I'll, we were just shooting our shot like that's how you do it you just shoot your fucking shot because what's the worst that can happen is like all right homie's just not even going to email you back that's the worst that can happen yeah and that and that really is so annoying that they yeah. can't they came and be like nah, no we're well, gonna... that, that's what happened is i literally got tom to cc me with the guy at monster i won't say who it is and just no response it's like tom wallish is like like at least say no yeah um, he, might, he, he might have even texted like, Tom, Tom and then Wallen, be like, "He Tom Walsh is making the connect." Like, you could have just responded. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. You just reach out. You just keep going. You just reach out, and you just keep doing that. And hopefully, hopefully, you guys are whoever's whatever your film is is good enough, I guess, or has has something worth. Um having investors and that's what it is is they're just investing in your film yeah it's an investment like even like my sponsors paying me is an investment on their behalf like we're investing in pete so he can continue to do what he does so that people people like what he does and want to buy what he uses yeah yeah Exactly. It's a shame that this video won't go out unless it's clips because you're decked out in gibberish right now, repping the brand. <laughs> yeah, me. He's got the hat and the shirt. Yeah. Um, what we really need is the Nick Martini masterclass. Like, you've you seen those ads for those masterclasses? Yeah. Yeah, because they're doing the, it, basically all all these ski movies are from the, the the financial side. It's just one big branded content thing. Like, like that's what the money is. They want to see their product in it and they're the ROI. Getting, like, they're not getting anything else. There's no other. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, it is it is good to be a part of something cool. Like, if your brand is involved with what the kids think are cool, that's like, you know, that's whether or not they see the product or not. It's like they see the logo and they're like, oh, like you know like zoot space is fucking cool so jet skis is cool yeah or you know? like or, i mean liquid death does the same thing all they sell is water but they're branding they have attached themselves right. to like extreme sports and it's like oh that's cool what's yeah. the product water in a can literally <laughs> yeah um all right let's let's pivot what are your um how'd you get your sponsors I mean, I think gibberish is like probably one of the, the coolest sponsors you could have in skiing. Yeah, 100%. Um, gibberish. I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I think I'm just like local in the area and I might have just like DM'd like way back when. Just like, hey, like what's going on? Like, and they were kind of it was kind of like a mutual just like yeah we've been like looking at you a little bit too like let's like come on by come on down to the shop and like let's chat and 
I don't know, I think like Scrappy at the time, like put in a word and that just kind of worked out. And like, I feel like even if I didn't, if I hadn't reached out or whatever, like it was kind of a relationship that I would like to think would have happened anyway, just because it we fit well. And like, that's how I, I had known Calvin and Sam just through skiing for a while, but like, that's kind of how we all came about. You know, I just got on kind of just like some flow gibberish and was like, all right, well, let me get a couple of clips and banged up. And that kind of just started it all. Um, with line, um, I was on, I was like, I think a freshman in college, I was on RMU skis. Like I had, I had, they had been, I had been buying discounted skis since I, so I was like 13 from RMU because my brother at the time, actually, he was sponsored by RMU for a couple years. And then, so they were like, I was just kind of like the Grom that I was like buying skis for a couple hundred bucks. And like, I was like sponsored or at least like told my homies, I was like, yeah, I'm sponsored, like blah, blah, blah. But like my parents are probably buying just discounted skis is probably what it was working out. And like, um, which was super cool. Like you got to start somewhere. You're not just going to get free skis off the bat. I mean, maybe you are, but, and then I was like 18 and finally I was like kind of waiting to hear back what the deal with RMU was going to be. And they were finally like, all right, Pete, like we're going to give you a pair of skis this year. And that was like really sick, obviously like first free pair of skis. But I think, I don't, do you know who John Hartman is? I hope you do. I've okay. That name is extremely familiar. I just don't can't place it. Yeah. So he's like a Colorado OG, also Jewish. Um, <laughs> is he, wait, is he like, uh, I, th- I, I was just scanning all these freeze magazines. Would he have been in one of those? Like, is he old head or is he, it was yeah, not that he's old? A, he's an old head for sure. Okay. But yeah. I think that's where I saw him. He's been online for a while. And like, I just kind of like had huh. met him around on the scene and we didn't even really know each other that well, but I was like, Hey, like, how do I get like, how do I get line? Like line was like a dream. Like this would be the coolest, like whatever. Like I emailed, john and he just cc'd me to the local rep the colorado like regional rep at the time and he was literally like okay pete we can get you skis boots poles um and all this shit like in the first email back to me and i was like oh what like i'm in like i'm so in like are you kidding me this is a dream come true like to be online is absurd and so i called rmu i was like hey like thank you guys but gotta do this like because full tilt online were one thing i was like oh free boots too like here we go (laughs) i i remember where i placed john hartman and uh we're gonna get to this he was in the same episode where you tore your butt yeah he was showing off his smelly ass feet Mm -hmm. that's where i saw him because i just i just watched that last night Um, he has a his own graphic design firm in Denver and he's fucking killing it. Yeah. So he's, so if he's killing it, he's definitely not doing work only in skiing. No, but he actually, they, I don't know how two two chronics ago he designed, which that's is sick. sick. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. 
So, yeah, you said you were a huge traveling circus fanboy. Oh, yeah. Um, so you had no contract with RMU, just free stuff. How big of a dream and was I it? Didn't have a, I haven't had a contract with Lion, like a real contract. The first year, the first, so welcome. They bought me a winch, which was dope. That, but I wasn't on a contract, but that was like the first like financial help. And then Bermuda was the first year I have had a contract with Lion. I've only had a contract for three years. Yeah. Like actually been a pro skier technically. And it's like, I don't know what you can call a pro skier. Cause like, you know, who Dude. I, I make money. So I'm a, I'm a pro and like, I consider myself a professional skier. Cause I like make enough money to live off of it for a few months in the winter. But it's like, yeah, it's you're a you're a professional <laughs> you're a professional skier and painter, pretty much. Yeah, I guess you know I'm a professional on a lot of the things and <laughs> make Yeah. So how so how stoked were you when like the the that, company that you've loved the most it, came ringing? That was like fully like exceeded all my expectations of where I would be in skiing. Just like my my dream, like we at the very beginning I, I like mentioned it was like i'm a pro skier now but like i made a lot of dream childhood dreams out it's like my real childhood dream was like get free skis like i didn't know money was a thing like i didn't know money was involved in skiing like i didn't really know that that was a part of any of this and i was just like i just want free skis like i want sponsors to give me free clothes like so that was insane for me for sure yeah. So other than getting free stuff, what was it like seeing yourself in traveling circus after watching it growing up? That was pretty dope too. <laughs> that, was, that was nice to be a part of. I had like hung out with Will a bunch before that because of like Woodward Copper and there was line week. So for, for a couple years, I like was skiing with Will up there, but that was a whole new for him to be like, yo, you should come, which is like for him, not a big deal at all. And like nowadays, it obviously isn't a big deal. Um, like there's like traveling circuses where I have to like, it's like, no, actually I don't want to do that or something, you know, nowadays, which is also cool. But um, he, for him to be like, yo, like you want to come on a traveling circus trip? It's like fully just like, you know, crazy so we got to get the story so we can give people some background so when i was collecting the clips or collecting the when i was collecting the viewer questions somebody referred to you as two holes pete yeah pete. so before, <laughs> while we were setting up this interview i asked you why somebody called you two holes pete and you reminded me that you were in a traveling circus video where you gave yourself a new butthole yeah so you want to walk everyone through that uh yeah um i was doing a hip slide on a box thing like a i don't know, roller coaster kind of roller coaster box that we suspended in the air so the supports were sticking out just rusty bars 
and I just came off early and like landed on a support right under my right on my ass and it was it's like yeah I got a big old scar got like 12 stitches right next to my butthole it could have been a whole lot worse than it was no pun intended (laughs) but um yeah it was like no pain whatsoever I the entire experience I felt no pain like it didn't hurt when it happened it didn't hurt getting the stitches or getting them taken out or while I had the stitches in just the only part was I was just so scared of it getting infected um because it was like like I would go take shit and I would be like terrified because I don't like no nothing ever got in it but like I would just like so had to be just like so cautious and or maybe I didn't need to be but I was and I was super just like worried that I was gonna like literally get poop in my wound and I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's such low it's such a lowbrow topic but it it really is funny because it was not like 10 days I was stressing while I had the stitches until I got the stitches out, I was just completely stressing about just like taking shits, basically just like yeah. would hop right in the shower and just like rinse. Yeah. Well, for a, for a series that's so lighthearted, like traveling circus, you've had one of the more serious clips in, in the, in the show where you reach in, come yeah. up with a handful of blood and you're like, you need to go to the hospital the worst, now. The worst thing ever. <laughs> It's like, yeah, what, what literally, feeling like literally felt like hamburger meat, like, and like, like a flap, like a skin flap, hamburger meat style, and just like pulled my hand out. It was like, all right, this is not good. <laughs> and then, all, equally as as cool, you got to have uh, Eric Olson oh. remove your stitches. Yeah. Eric and like Taylor and Sammy in copper yeah that was cool yeah the best part about it it didn't hurt like i was skiing i didn't ski for one day and then i skied the next day and was like totally fine skiing totally fine doing anything it's all stitched up ready to go just yeah yeah Olson took my stitches out it was dope that is dope um all right yeah we're getting uh we're going a little long i think we've had some good stuff let's squeeze in these viewer questions um first of your question what's your hot take hot take i don't know right now we might have to come back to this one we can come back to it yeah all right will asks uh favorite video of trevor's and that did not that question did not make sense to me until we went over pork fret um Totally Trevor the movie, probably. <laughs> I don't know. But also, like, I don't know. I was thinking about this recently, I think. Um, he used to ride, like, longboards into street rails or, like, skate park rails with skis on and just, like, jump on and off of rails, but from a longboard in the summer. I don't know <laughs> if that's ringing any bells, but that shit's hilarious. Like, it, it's so kooky of a thing to do now, but then it was, like, fucking gold <laughs> dude i got i I'm, i gotta reach out to him for an episode and once i found him on instagram 
He's at Dr. Turkey Man MD. Oh, um, you have to, dude. Please, I got it. I listen to that. I'm sure he would do it. That'd be tight. I would need to, uh, I might have to have you produce that one so I can, you can kind of feed me some questions to ask him because I don't even know where I would take that one. I don't even know either, but I'm sure some kids on Instagram would have some questions for him. Yeah. Um, word. So, so uh, totally Trevor the movie. Um, all right. Mason Kennedy, are you making a line part for next year? Yes. Word. Next year as in filming next season or as in dropping soon? Um, no, filming. I, I don't know if you know like what what, what Will and Peering have been up to. Will you know, and Peering and uh, Benny said he was in on that too. Okay. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like going full board on that this coming winter. I got two clips last season and yeah, I'm going to be as, as involved as possible. In that. That's sick. Yeah, I want to make sure we have the clearance to talk about that because Benny mentioned that quite a few times in our episode. Okay, I don't, I don't know, but if he already did, then he probably did. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but we're probably good. That's my plan for this coming winter. That is gonna be, dude. Just yeah. getting the early rumblings of that—that that is gonna be so sick. It's it's already sick, and it's this year is gonna be dope for sure. I'm excited. That's so, that's so awesome mix it up a little bit and do something a little different yeah do you live under an airport or something is that airlines that i'm hearing that is an airplane okay okay word i was wondering at first at first i thought it was like has it been really loud this whole time no no no, not really really loud it's just been like on and off i was wondering if like there was it sounded like a pack of dogs at one point i was like what the fuck is going on hey chunder muncher what's the favorite haircut you've ever had uh, I don't know. The checkerboard was pretty good. Like I had a real checkerboard and then I had the like half Fox checkerboard in the same winter. I don't know. The half Fox checkerboard was pretty good. Cause I just looked insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one in most gutter or like, I guess they're both in most gutter in the film. You can like, there's a clip where I'm just full checkerboard and there's like the whole like scene after my part where it's like Sam like fucking my head up and like I don't know the whole damn yeah. So did you guys go into that wanting to do the checkerboard and Sam just yeah fucking digs a hole in your head basically? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Um, um, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. That was like the most. Uh, like Hollywood sound effect meow when you <laughs> <laughs> and it came through on the mic. I might leave that in. Oh yeah, you should. Uh, all right, Steezy skiing. Uh, tell us about the fifty-fifty around the pole. Which is he referring to, like a not a spin or something? Uh, probably the Zeech in Welcome. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily fifty-fifty. It's like a Zeech, like a crook, I guess. Um tell you about it that shit was fucking scary for sure and actually i got really played on it trying to do it better than the clip he's talking about i tried to do i tried to do it a little bit better and like get more like centered off the end of the rail and i like i got concussed for sure 
um and just like smoked my dome because i clipped it like do you know the clip can you- I'm, tr- I'm trying to imagine dude i've watched like if you saw the past 24 hours, you would think I, I am literally your biggest fan in the world. I've watched so many movies in the past 24 hours just to like be ready for everything. Oh. Um, it was in Welcome, you said? Yeah. I'm going to so. pull it up just so I have a little bit more context. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. I see what I'm he's saying. Bohonk, if that helps. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching it now. So th- this is this is why I was confused. It's not like a stall. You're talking about on the on the down part of that yeah. of that rail and where you, you bring it back slide in. It. you couldn't just slide it you had to like and honestly i think i just saw that rail i was like yo this rail's dope like we got to hit this rail and then there was a pole there i was like ah oh, you can't hit this rail i was like how could you hit this i just wanted to hit the rail honestly and that was like the way i pictured doing it. like if you wanted you could maybe back swap around it but i don't know where the pole was and everything that shit was hard and it took a while just to get that and then i got tried to do it better and got fucking work we went twice or so i think i i did it one night i think i did it one night and sorry i'm blanking i think i did it one night and just like didn't get anything like maybe got close and we're like fuck let's just come back and try again came back tried again got a that the one that's in the film kept trying and got absolutely played yeah i and i was thinking the same thing so it actually i'm glad this guy brought it up shout out to uh shout out to steezy skiing because i was watching that last night and the way you did it was the sketchiest way to approach going around yeah that because like that's what you used to like that's at least what we used to do at our mountain is like you put a you put like a pole or something next to the rail and then you have to either switch up or back swap yeah. around it but you just literally, you literally just br- tuck your skis in basically and hope for the best. That was so sketch. Yeah, that was difficult. <laughs> um, I'm glad it worked, I guess, but I, I always I did want to get it better. And like, I just, I still have the like memory of like on the one that I ate shit on, I was like doing it so good. And I like have the image and then I just like clip the pole and like, like fully just threw me to my back in the bottom of the stairs and hit my head. Yeah. Do you like, do you look back on clips and when you're rewatching these and, and see everything that's wrong with them? Or do you look back and you're like, yeah, like I'm just stoked that we're able to get it. I see. I see everything that's wrong. Unless it's like a full like lace job, you know, like, like there's definitely some clips that, I don't think I could have done better. And that's like the best feeling ever. And there's obviously clips where you do it. I don't know, you're never gonna get it exactly how you pictured it. There's so many noises going on. I'm gonna go inside for you. All right, yeah, yeah. I was like a full, like there's a garage door opening, a plane and whoever's outside talking. Don't worry about it too much. Let's see, I'm looking for... You ever seen Level One Sunny? Um, yeah, I think so. Or, yeah, for sure. Who who has that? Who has that one segment where uh, where he's like riding through the factory, and it's and it's like set to that like religious rap. I don't know. This was this was the song on the segment. I don't know. Oh. 
It's film, right? No. No, it's uh oh wait, I got I got the list right here. Let's see. Uh oh it's Logan Imlock segment. Oh right, got you. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, yeah. So related to what we were just saying, like what he was saying about that. So in in Sonny, level one's movie, Logan Imlock is he has this uh, such a sick segment, but the very last shot, I, I I don't know the exact trick, but basically it's like a, a wall ride to switch. Or maybe it's like a or maybe it's like a like a kind of like a revert and then he lands forward, but he kind of clips his ski and it drags behind him a little bit at the end of a super sick segment. And in an interview, he's like, yeah, that's the one thing I see every time I watch that segment. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I see every time I watch this clip that we're talking about the Zeech is me coming off early and why I went to do it more and more time. Like why, you know, and then eventually getting hurt. Yeah. That dude, that must be such a tough, a tough rope, like a tough line to walk between. All right, we could do it a little bit better, but we also might like ruin our season. Yeah, that shit's tough for sure. But we, I mean, we always did it better. (laughs) Like we are, we're we're just like that. Like we just have to. Like it's just gotta be good, you know. Yeah. Like there's some stuff that you know in in some of our video parts like that maybe a little bit of an arm flail or some looseness but like depending on the feature it's like nah you gotta go do it again like yeah everybody knows like we all know we're all we're all picky enough that it's like you watch the clip and like sometimes it doesn't even it's like i'm doing that again but there but you know yeah there are times i guess where it's like, I don't know, you could do it again or like, no, like you did it. You did it. Like, don't. But like, if you really want it, like you, you want it to be perfect for sure. And like, yeah, that's that clip's not one of them. I know that I still like the clip because it's different and like, it doesn't bother me necessarily, but like, I, I see it every time I watch it. I'm like, oh, I come off early. Like, yeah, <laughs> like if you slow it down and it's like, you know. I wanted my feet to be like 50 50 in the rail, technically. Yeah. Damn, dude. It's got to be. There are clips where, so I don't know why. It, the one I can think of right now is like my ender in Bermuda where I jumped through the tree onto the picnic table. I don't think I could have done that better. And I don't think Sam could have filmed the fisheye better. I don't think Gavin could have filmed his angle better. Like, that that might be like one of those it's like that was as good as it could get that's sick and yeah that like in my notes that's the clip i had picked out from that movie i was like that shit was sick yeah yeah that shit was fucking scary as hell (laughs) and took a long ass time i kept just landing on that bench and getting absolutely blown out like my ankles and my wrists dude and yeah yeah that That's one just because awesome. I actually did land like one that one I like landed one but like it was like loose for sure but I like landed a couple you know I like skied away but to like have that and then to like go and like actually get it like now that I'm saying I don't know if I've said it before but like that's as good as I can do it is is cool for sure you know it's like there's nothing there's nothing else here 
There's nothing else to be had. Like Sam filmed that as good as he could have. Like the fish, I say Sam because when I picture that clip, I picture the fisheye angle. Um, obviously, Gavin like laced it up too. And yeah, I don't know. That's just one of those. That's so tight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, Kit Chat Bars. What does Carson Kerr do for a job? Carson Kerr? Kerr, um, excuse me. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, if you asked him that, he would say that he is oh fuck what we are we actually have like a joke of like this but i can't i don't know he's just like in fashion he like works for a a clothing company yeah called illegal apparel but who who really knows no one actually knows yeah that's sick i could see why Ankilla would ask man, ask that question a man of many mysteries yeah but um not, but not really but to the public to the to the eye, to the, yeah. lay, to the layman's eye, he's a man of mystery, but it's not really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron, rate Ruby Hill 1 to 10. 10,000. So could you give a breakdown of what Ruby Hill is? Because I always hear all the Colorado heads talking about it, and I've Hill never is a free, a free rail park in Denver that's open for like two months, a month and a half in denver and it's sick it's just rails at a park and it's 99 percent of the time it's just a sheet of ice but it's the coolest thing that like denver does that for free every year whenever they have enough snow to do it and i think it's really fucking cool like it would be dope if more places like you see just random ass kids out there who probably can't afford to go skiing or drive to the mountain from Denver. And they're like on, you can rent snowboards. I think you can rent snowboards and skis for free there. Whoa. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, it's a hill. It's not even like, it's literally a hill. And so like people are learning how to ski and snowboard, learning how to hit boxes for the first time and hit rails. Like, the biggest rail is usually just like a down rail and they have like a wall ride every year and it it's lit up till like nine or 10 o'clock and it's 10 minutes away and you just go with the homies and just ski for a little bit. It's so sick. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like going, it, it is like the epitome of like skiing's version of going to the skate park. Like I like rope toes in like Minnesota is like that kind of vibe. But like, as far as Denver, like, that's like, that's the, that kind of feeling. Like I could literally go for, four, you can go for 45 minutes and it's like, just cause you have time after work before, you know, cause you wanted to go to the skate park for an hour, but you get to, you can go to Ruby Hill, like for a month and a half out of the year. It's, it's really cool. I back that shit a hundred percent. And I would be really fucking dope to get a rope toe there, but I don't know how possible that is. Dude, that would be so sick. Cause like, it's a it, it's the case for so many people. Wow. That it's like you just I can't would, swing by the mountain for like twenty minutes. Yeah, I would pay like pretty decent money if that was like a rope tow park. Like, <laughs> like for sure, hundreds of dollars. It's because it's just that convenient. Yeah, it was that convenient, and like, my favorite type of fucking skiing is midwest rope toe shit anyway like 
that's what I actually want to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> like I really fucking like copper and shout out to copper for hooking me up with a pass every year. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, you're all good, bro. And now my phone's ringing. I just, I like rope toe parks are like where it's at. That's like going to the skate park. It's like you go for two hours and you're cooked anyway, because your arms are getting gassed up. Like same for Ruby Hill. You're hiking the whole time too. Yeah. Dude, we had a rope toe in Connecticut and uh, for, I, I, I forgot about this until like we're talking about it now. Um, I, I forgot the name of it. Maybe Woodbury, but it was a uh, early season rope toe and it was so fun dude like i haven't been there in years i think they actually closed unfortunately but that yeah that you talking about that totally just brought me back to like early high school going my buds that's awesome yeah, that's um, all right sindre uh who are your main inspos i've always found your trick selection so refreshing um I'll, every everyone dude like a lot like Definitely growing up, like, traveling circus and, like, stepped when it comes to street skiing. Like, whether or not I, like, ski like them, which I don't think I do, but, like, that's just, like, who I was inspired by and grew up watching and, like, Phil, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of it, me just being different is, like, maybe watching traveling circus a lot and, like, being really into that and, like, not being good at jumps so i was like okay what i gotta be different like the only way this is gonna work out is doing doing shit it's <laughs> doing shit that no one else does we're we're getting to the end don't worry no, two more questions I, i'm i am worried i'm sorry dude i feel like there's been <laughs> No, nah, dude, don't worry. Don't worry about it at all. Um, Grant Harris, what's what's your worst bail? Worst, honestly, worst, like overall bail was me spraining my ankle in January this year, and it literally ruining my entire season from just spraining my ankle. Um, probably that, even though it wasn't like that bad of a bail, but it was like a overall just like i just completely blew my ankle up and i like i couldn't ski it hurt to ski all year long up until like a few months ago like it hurt to ski that's terrible but i could like walk and like fine but i couldn't put but the second i was in a ski boot i was just the worst pain jesus christ yeah all right last question for you and this one was referenced earlier. Yerba underscore, Yerba underscore Ben for two holes, Pete. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Which personally, to get to give you some credit before you even answer, that is like my least favorite question that people ask yeah. me. <laughs> um, dude, hopefully not painting houses. Hopefully still enjoying skiing as much as i do but it will probably look a lot different i won't be i know for a fact i won't be like skiing full winters vibes um 
unless like Red Bull wants to give me a contract or something, which obviously isn't happening. But I don't know. I don't, as far as like career path, like I don't, right now in my life, I don't have a good answer for you. But for Ben, who I don't know, I just started working for him actually. Um, he has like a, um, it's like a Yerba Mate brand. And I've just been like doing some work for him a little bit and like trying to build a relationship and hopefully get a contract going for this winter. But that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but it's dope that he, he tapped into this and asked that question, but yeah, I don't know. I just want to be happy and healthy hopefully hanging out with my girlfriend and our cat and our dogs and enjoying myself outside of skiing and hopefully still enjoying skiing as well word all right well that's all i got thank you very much for coming on today you want to plug anything before you get out of here um sure yeah shout out the spanos thank you line and gibberish um mostly for their great support and back in everything I do and always like letting me do whatever I want to do. There's never, no, no is never really an answer with them. Um, so thank you to them and shout out my girlfriend who's sitting right here for dealing with my shit. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, obviously you got everyone at strictly cause like, I feel like we all just kind of came up together and that was like, without one, one of us, it wouldn't be the same. So thank you to all the boys, Andrew, Gavin, Breezy, Sam, Kerr, like the whole, the list goes on for sure. Everyone, you know who you are. Um, But yeah. And thanks for having me too. That was, that was fun. Absolutely. All right. If you're out on a date and you bring it on late, it's a sin. You just ain't no excuse and you know you're gonna lose and never win. I'll say it again, and it's all because your mama don't dance and your daddy don't